The typical news story is only on our minds for seven days, according to Google Trends. And it's even shorter for bad news. This is Aftermath, the show about tragic events, how they unfold, and how a community heals. This is part three of our three-part series about the Nashville, Tennessee Christmas Day bombing. In this installment, we'll examine how the Nashville community members and businesses are recovering from the bombing, and also how many can feel left behind as the rest of the nation moves on. But before we begin, we would like to warn you that this episode contains actual audio recordings from the explosion, and as such, may be disturbing to some listeners. Here's your host of Aftermath, Michael Tigerfay. Welcome back to Aftermath and to part three of our series on the Nashville bombing. Imagine that you're enjoying a restful Christmas morning, breathing in the crisp winter air from a cracked window, when you hear this sound coming from outside. part one of this series, we examine the events leading up to and immediately following this moment, when the sound that you just heard blaring from an RV for 15 minutes ended in an explosion set by Anthony Quinn Warner at 6.30am on December 25th, 2020. Because of that sound, first responders were able to evacuate the area and prevent countless injuries, but still three people were injured in the blast. Metro Nashville officials have reported that at least 1,200 employees, 45 businesses, and 400 residents from the area were directly impacted by the explosion. A Nashville engineering firm has assessed that at least two downtown buildings must be demolished entirely and that at least another 10 buildings are structurally devastated and uninhabitable. Despite the post-war spectacle that still remains on 2nd Avenue in downtown Nashville to this day, Demetrius Kelly, a managing partner, of a Rodizio grill and other restaurants destroyed in the explosion, feels like folks are already forgetting what happened just a month ago. It's kind of out of sight, out of mind. You know, we'll get messages you know, still from guests that are you know, asking to place uh, to go order, or you know, you know, if we're going to be open you know, in time you know, for, you know, for Valentine's Day. For the businesses affected by the explosion, it will take months or even years to rebuild and recover. But beyond the direct physical and economic impact felt by these businesses, their employees and residents in the area of the bombing, the wider Nashville community is reckoning with the fear and the insecurity and the uncertainty left behind after a terrorist attack in their hometown. The real scale of the impact and the trauma inflicted on the community following this violent attack is still unknown. Even so, there are government officials tasked with assessing and alleviating some of these effects in the immediate aftermath of such disasters. In just the first week following the attack, Crisis responders from the U.S. Federal Bureau of Investigation met with over 200 local residents and business owners to provide them with basic needs and resources, things like medications, licenses, passports, the sort of things that no one really thinks about in the aftermath of attacks like this, besides those whose lives were totally disrupted by it. Often, these FBI response teams are also called to soothe over the victim's natural, anxious, intense emotional responses to the attack. Everybody on our team, or actually everyone on our team is trauma-informed, and so our victim specialists are actually experts in crisis intervention and trauma care, and so what they do every day is help people who are uh, victims of criminal incidents, and so 
they know how to do crisis intervention, de-escalate, then just listen to them a lot of times is what they need to do. While these responders do crucial harm reduction work, lasting trauma inevitably remains. For the people who frequent downtown Nashville for dining, shopping, recreation, work, and even tourism, the full psychological toll of knowing that something this devastating happened right here is yet unknown. To bring you a more intimate look at the emotional experience of being in Nashville on the morning of the bombing, our researcher Chetna Desai set out to find folks with a first-hand perspective on the bombing. Chetna, welcome to the show. Thank you, Michael, and pleasure to be back. All right. So tell us a little bit about what you found. You were in Nashville recently, right? That's correct. Well, the overall emotions were mixed among the community members I talked to. They felt insecure yet were determined to move forward. Business owners, employees, residents, and tourists were still in a state of shock that an attack like this could have happened right in the heart of their city. Who would have thought on a day like Christmas, instead of spreading cheer, they had to escape the family to safety? But they are ready to rebuild and at least reestablish the facade of normalcy on the second avenue where the bombing happened. Right. So what do you mean by the facade of normalcy? Talk about that a little bit more. Well, you know, the reality is such that after effects of this bombing will be felt for years, especially for the affected locals who feel unsafe and will be reminded of the attack which destroyed, be it their homes or their workplaces or their favorite stores. So do you have some tape from any of the folks that you spoke with while you were there? Yes, yes, I do. I have exclusive interview of a couple who were traveling through the area the morning of the blast. They were traveling in an RV and were parked right across the bridge. Oh, wow. So that's pretty interesting parallel with the explosion there, the RV. Um, Okay, so well, let's hear some clips from that interview. We're Jen and Scott, and we were in Nashville on Christmas Day. So tell me, what brought you guys to Nashville driving in an RV? So for some time now, we've been imagining how fun it'd be to travel, live and work out of an RV with our dog. (laughs) But anyway, with the RV, you're actually allotted a certain amount of miles before they charge you extra. So we brainstormed what was the furthest destination we could go and decided to Nashville. Could you explain me the scene on the day of the explosion? First thing in the morning, I think it was around 6.30 a.m., I woke up to my whole body feeling this sudden, tremendous shake. And my dog started barking, and my husband immediately uh, was kind of shuffling around and peering out the window of our RV. So on Christmas morning, I was already kind of slightly awake and rolling around uh, when I heard, you know, the bomb. I mean, but really what I heard was an explosion. And given the distance we were away... It immediately reminded me of my time in Iraq in, in 2004. The second night I was in Iraq, uh, we were in, in, I was in Tikrit, Iraq, and I was sleeping in one of Saddam's palace complexes, and I got woken to an explosion that not just the sound, but the actual feeling through your bones uh, is what really shook me to my core. And it was, I found out later, it was two miles away. And something about this Nashville explosion just seemed eerily similar. In that state of mind, what did you choose to do next? 
So, you know, we were just watching this all unravel, and I didn't know the magnitude of what was going on. So I was just taking photos. <laughs> you know, it's 7 a.m. on Christmas morning, but we're all there looky-looing, having no idea really what had happened. And it wasn't until we got back in the RV we had rented that my mom called, as she you know always would, you know, assuming, are you hurt? I know you're in Nashville. But then she said to me, I heard it was an RV. And at that, until then, we had no idea that it was an RV that exploded. And so now we're sitting in an RV in Nashville after an explosion had gone off. So uh, I immediately realized that might be a problem. Yeah. And so we took that as a sign to get out of town. While the headlines change and the nation's attention shifts back to our own personal and local problems, it's no wonder that the people of Nashville can start to feel forgotten. We will never really know the full extent of the damage and the pain caused by this attack. The country moves on because, well, we have to, while those victims who feel swept under the rug don't have a choice to forget. And that's why the true aftermath of the Nashville bombing is really unknown. On the next episode of Aftermath... Scaling walls, smashing windows, and shots fired. The United States Capitol building breached by a violent mob of President Trump's supporters. 